that sucks. Um, you going to be able to do this? I'm going to do my best. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gathering up the, the topics right now. You know, I haven't fallen asleep in a long time. Oh, you're due. You're due. I mean, you know, it, it, and I it have to get credit to to a lot of not actually being like in random time zones on a regular basis. But this time you are super tired. I am. I am. I am literal. Just oh god, just I, I, I worked so many late days. I worked Sunday. I, I was working up until like only a couple of hours ago. Ow. Oh, there you I go. Didn't I was going to lunch s- today until five. Ah, that, that's much better. I was like, you're, you're sounding I, low. I, but you, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't eat lunch until five. <laughs> and I normally eat lunch always at the same time. I didn't eat lunch like around noon. I did not eat lunch until five. Nice. Um, so we should start this as soon as possible. Um, the I figure our, we've got a couple. This time we do have a couple big themes that seem to be going around. Um, okay. One is... The big Shiv? What? The Big Shiv. So oh, the mansion name. thing? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it the Big Shiv. Uh, yeah, there you go. I, yeah, okay. The legislative log jam stuff. Um, we got, um, it looks like DOJ is finally investigating Trump himself and the people around him. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we got, uh, economy stuff. Um, and let's see, did am I forgetting something? No, that's it. Those are the, okay. Those are the ones I had now. Um, do you think that's too much? Should we pull something out? Or are you good with that? Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Here we go. Prepare for the snoring. Okay. Here, here we go. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, July 30th, 2022. This is Curmudgeon's Corner. I said that. I said it's Curmudgeon's Corner. I'm Sam Minter. Yvonne Bo is here. And we have a show coming up. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Yvonne. Uh, the the agenda is going to be we're going to do our butt first, and then we're going to hit legislate. You know, Congress things seem to be happening there that are interesting. So uh, the so DOJ wait, is finally wait. going after Trump. Economy. That's that's the agenda. Okay, go ahead. Okay, it's twenty twenty two. Yes, it is. Last I checked. Okay, I I keep like you know making. I, I mean, I don't remember how old I am on a regular basis now. I keep saying the wrong age. I keep saying the wrong age. I keep saying that I'm older or younger or whatever. I actually remember it right now because it's an even like 10 years. But most of the time, like it's been decades since I could just rattle off my age without doing math. Yeah, I, I, I right. I, I keep having to do that uh, now. 
Um, did I, you know, that I mentioned that, that, that last week, uh, when I went to Bogota, that the altitude sickness really hit me hard. Oh, you I, didn't mention that. I don't think I did. Um, no, no. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I got used to regularly traveling to places of high altitude. Now, I will say that Bogota always gave me fits. Uh, Bogota is, uh, let's see, what's the altitude? around 7,500 feet, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, it's higher. No, 88,661 feet. Okay. okay. It's very high. Um, and historically, every time I've, I've traveled, I've always, I mean, the altitude has really hit me hard. Um, and this time was the worst that I ever remember. Um, I mean, it, it was just, I had a really bad headache. I, I felt dizzy. I just was not well. Okay. I, I just was not well the entire first day that I was there. Uh, uh, and, and it was just just much worse than I ever remember it. And, and, I, and I have to assume that it's just because I just I'm not traveling as much. I, I noticed that Mexico City doesn't hit me as hard. I was looking at the altitude, Mexico City. I mean, it is significantly lower. I mean, it is thirteen hundred feet. I have mm-hmm. to say that those 1,300 feet make a damn difference. And you might think, well, what's 1,300 feet? Well, I remember that I was in Bogota one time, and we actually went after I'd gotten used to the... To you, the you, you, you mean uh, Bogota's 1,300 feet higher than Mexico City? Than Mexico, Mexico City, City, correct. Yeah. So, yeah. so Mexico City still... It's well, 7,300. Okay. In yeah. For a second, I thought you said we're think, saying that Mexico City was 1,300 feet. No, no, no. no. It's 1,300 no, feet Thir- less. Lower, less. Got, so gotcha. that, those 1,300 make a big difference. It's 7,350 that Mexico City. And like Denver's 5,000 something. Denver's 5,000. Denver, I've gone to Denver. I feel nothing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've never felt anything. I don't talk about it. I've, I've never felt anything. Okay. Mexico City. I will say that whenever I went, I felt a little bit of a headache most of the time and going up steps was hard. Okay. I mean, you, you really, you know, you really felt it. Okay. Um, I did, man. I mean, but when I was going very often, I mean, I used to, um, I mean, I, I, I used to work out in Mexico city. I mean, and, and actually occasionally I used to in Bogota after I've been there for a couple of but man, I mean, this time, I mean, are you kidding? I mean, I, I was, it was horrible. It wasn't really until the third day I felt better. And I will say that, look, and there is even higher than that. I mean, I went to, in, in Bogota itself, we drove one day somewhere. Now, we had to go over one of the mountains that surrounds Bogota. And we climbed over 10,000 feet. Oh, God. I mean, I, I was like, I was going to die. <laughs> I, I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, so, um, I, you know, my wife was raised there. She doesn't notice it. I noticed a man who didn't say anything. Um, so I, I'm, you know, I, I, I think I, the, the highest city I've been to, it's gotta be, uh, let me see. Is it? It's got to be, I think Quito is higher. Let, let me see, Quito. Uh, 
uh, let's see how it's the altitude of Quito. Yep. Oh yeah. Quito is a 93, 9,350 feet. Um, man, I mean, that's, that's, you know, they recommended me to get the, you know, so they say there is this coca tea. Okay. It does have cocaine. I, I did not. It's very common. People take it. It's for the altitude sickness. Okay. I, 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 nobody, I, I did not, I, I really wanted to avoid taking cocaine. Probably good. You know, uh, to avoid that is. Yeah. I mean, well, look for all the stuff that we talk about that this tea, which I, I believe it's a very diluted about of it. Okay. It's a, co- you know, it's not processed cocaine. They use coca leaves. Okay. So it, 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 it's, it's cocaine in the sense that Coca-Cola had it when it first came out. Yeah. Not you know, like- right. It's not like, you know, not snorting, you know, not doing lines of Coke. Okay. No. So, uh, you know, it does have the cocaine leaves. Now they use it regularly as tea for that people. You know, it, they, it, it, you know, everybody says it does work very well. But they didn't have any. I, I think I felt so bad that I may have tried the tea. If they offered me the damn tea, I would have taken the tea. <laughs> okay? Uh, but no, no, there was none to be had. So, um, I gotta tell you, I'm I'm out of... I'm I'm out of... Uh, You're out of steam. No, I, I, it's not just... It's not just that, that I'm out of... I mean, I'm out of sync with this whole travel thing now. I, I've barely been traveling now the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Although uh, I have an app that even at the meager rate I traveled, I guess, depending on, I, I mean, I'm surprised that anybody subscribed to this app. So I, I have this app that's called app in the air. I, the, the reason I was using this app is because if I was traveling on multiple airlines, okay, it would, it would keep, it would keep track of my my flights on the different airlines because yeah, if I only traveled on one airline and I travel mostly on American Airlines, then it's fine. You get flight notifications, what is departing, what is going, gate information, whatever the heck on that app automatically. It's no big deal. But if you're traveling on multiple airlines, well, that 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 it's not going to help. So I so years ago I got this this app called App in the Air. That that uh, plus it used to be. That the airline apps didn't have very good notifications for much uh, for a lot of this stuff. They've improved it a lot um, uh-huh. in recent time, uh, and so this this had you know showed you the the track and the whatever and so forth. In the profile, it says that with my meager amount of flights, what is my? It, it gives you a, a ranking of where you are in terms of you know uh, the users, okay. and it it says here. I'm on the top 35% worldwide. And that's really, I haven't really flown that. I mean, would have done three trips this year. That's all it takes to be in the top 35%. Now, I regularly used to be in the top 1% like of this app. Now, and, and I, and I'm, and you know, I mean, there is, you know, there are, I, I mean, several, you know, there's like 77,000 people ahead of me. There's like about 100, there's 200,000 people using it. I used to be on the top uh, 10 or, or, you know, top top 1,000 on this app regularly. And I see a couple of, I, and I, I've noticed that I think that there are certain people gaming this, uh, this uh, board because you can submit fake flights if you want and, it'll, and it would count them. 
Okay. So I see some guy saying that they've traveled 1.2 million miles this year, 3,302 hours. How the hell did you fly 3,302 hours divided by 24? I mean, how many days is that? They've been in the air literally 137 days out of 100. I mean, 137 full days out of 180. That's impossible. Nobody can do that. There's no way, right? Maybe you're one of the people who like reviews flights for a living. And that's all you do. I don't think that even still you could do 137 (laughs) out of 180 days. Like really, I mean, I'm talking about, remember, we're talking about. Not Maybe you did two-hour flights on 137 wait, wait, wait. days. I'm Just, talking about 24 by oh. seven. They spent out of the 180 days. What if you were one of the pilots? Could you do that? No, you, you would exceed. It would be the, exceed uh, the yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Anyway, yes. Okay, so somebody's fine. gaming this thing. There's no way that anybody's there. But I used to be at the top of this leaderboard. I am right now ranked number. What's my rank? Jesus. 77,278. That's nice, Yvonne. It's not very high. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I don't, you know, but it, I mean, the, the, the trend is ridiculous. Look, year by year. So uh, 2017, I only started using this app like near the end of the year. So it undercounted how many flight uh, flights I took. So it, it, in the app, it says that I took 23 flights in 2017, and that was only really the last three months of the year. So I probably took, I will say, about 40, 40 flights during that year if I add the rest of this travel I did that year. 2018, I did 82 flights, okay? Uh, 2019, I did 61. 2020, with a pand- even with a pandemic, I did 20. And I believe that this is correct. Yeah, I believe that this this must be correct, right? Yeah, 20, 2021, I did zero. Is that right? I believe so. You were complaining quite a lot about how long you'd gone without a flight. So, yes. Yeah, 2021, the entire year I went for, I, I actually hung a big fat zero. I did not go, I did not get on a single airplane. Uh, once in 2021. And I got to guess that that's the first time that's happened since I, I mean, I must've been like in elementary school. Yeah. So, 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 so did, anyway, did, did so, you have a point in any of this rambling stuff about your travel app? <laughs> well, no, it's just that I, I, I said that I, well, the, the whole point is that I, I, the, the, Getting out of this rhythm of travel with this stuff, especially with the altitude. Look, I've been going to high altitude places back and forth. You do build some of that up. Obviously, I've lost it. I mean, I, I have zero. I mean, I never felt that bad with the altitude. I mean, I never. Um, but but it, it 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 took me. I mean, it really really. I mean, I I was flying back on Thursday, and I didn't feel kind of like functional like fully functional until like wednesday gotcha yeah so that was uh so altitude altitude sucks well i'll give you like since since we're 
complaining about stuff like that for our butt first. I'll complain for a little bit and I, I'll try to keep this really short. Like you never believe me when I say that. And, 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 and then, and then we'll move on to the serious topics. Cause we got like three serious topics lined up for today's show, but I'd mentioned, I don't remember we'll make this it, real short. And then we'll add like in about four hours. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Like th- th- this one topic will last us an hour, you know? No, um, <laughs> we've done that. So I just, I just wanted to follow up. I'd mentioned, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before or whatever. I had mentioned that, you know, I had a little tinnitus left over from like, oh, yeah. it's been uh, ever since right. my, since uh, I had COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I mentioned it before, I was like, you know, oh, a little tinnitus, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I will just say it has been a little bit longer. And it is now at the point where it is really fucking annoying me. Oh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it is, it is persistently there. It is, it, it like, I mean, it's not like so loud that it keeps me from hearing other things, but it's persistently there. I notice it constantly and I'm like, uh, and, 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 it, and I'm pretty sure it's giving me headaches too. Cause like I've had more headaches than I had before. Now, of course those could be, two separate things going on, but I feel like, like just the, 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 the fake sound I'm hearing is irritating enough that it's tensing me up and it's sort of, you know, and I don't, it, it, it's, it's been bugging me. I, and, and this is annoying uh, because there's nothing you can do about there's nothing it. You can do about it. There's nothing you could do. Yeah. There's what, I mean, I've had like my brother, my, my father, battling with it i I, i've heard some other people there's just yeah there's just not nothing you can do nothing yeah you you just cross your fingers and hope it goes away a little bit or you or you acclimatize to it just like you were acclimatizing to altitude you eventually get used to it and it doesn't bug you as much anymore but i I, i'm actually it's actually bugging me more now than it was a few weeks ago because if if a few weeks ago i was like haha okay yeah it's there for and i know what it is and i'm not gonna let it bother me and uh now you're letting it bother me well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, as it continues, as it's like it doesn't let up, it it's it's harder to like. It, it's one thing to sort of blow it off when you're like, yeah, yeah, it's it's all it, it's been like it'll this be for a little, you know, it'll be gone or something like that. But no, it, it, it's been it's been disrupting con- your sleep. Um, it's disrupting me getting to sleep. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like once I'm asleep, I'm fine. But like. Yeah, it, 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 because even though like it isn't an actual sound in your background, it's like something going on physically in your in your ears and yeah. your brain. Um, but you notice it more when it's quieter, right? Yeah, and so like when I when I go like now I I've always gone to sleep listening to like news and stuff anyway, so I always have some sound. But like when I go you know, up to the bedroom and it's relatively quiet and blah, blah, blah. You know, it, I, I will definitely notice it more just because there's less competing noise. Yep. No, oh, cool. And so, yeah, so I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm going to keep this short. I'm not going to bitch about it for too long. I mean, there's whatever, but I, I did want to mention, yes, it is hanging on. And yes, it does seem to have started when I had COVID. And so, like, I guess this means I have a form of long COVID, mm-hmm. um, you know, but, and I guess there's much worse things that could be. I mean, it's not disabilitating or anything. Um, disabilitating? Di- di- disabilitating? Disabling? 
debilitating debilitating yeah but um, you, you it's a good mashup of them though yeah yeah um you know but it, it is enough that i think it has made it harder for me to concentrate <laughs> it has made it um uh you know harder to get to sleep it has made it you know it it, it, it is it is definitely annoying it is definitely like a reduction of quality of life and you know, and I don't want to exaggerate it. It's not like there are many, many worse things that could happen, right? But it's still, it's a persistent, annoying, ongoing thing. Um, and, you know, so w- when everybody's sort of like, ah, well, you know, uh, we don't have to worry about it anymore. Just do it. And it's it's not that severe anymore. And like with the vaccines, you're not going to die. Yeah. Okay, I didn't die. Yeah, I didn't go to the hospital. But if this stupid sound in my ear lasts, well, forget it. You know, it could last last the rest of my life. But even if it lasts six months, I mean, my God, this is fucking annoying. This is not nothing. Well, what I will say is that uh, my father got used to it at some point. Yeah, I know. Uh, That's what that, like I said, that's what tends to, you, you, you learn to live with it essentially. Yeah, um, but, uh, you know, and it's like, yeah, you know, and, and, you know, and we know, uh, the, the whole thing was, I mean, I know, I know how I ended up getting COVID. It was, you know, my, my wife doing the politician thing and going out to Eastern Washington and, uh, you know, went to a few events, some of which were indoors with food and what the table she was sitting at, like four people got COVID, you know? Yeah. So, um, so, and you know, it's all related to now, if you kept up precautions and you weren't meeting indoors and blah, 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 then the spread would have been less and blah, but you know, people are, and I understand this. Everyone's like, ah, it's been years. It's the numbers are lower right now. It's worth the risk. Blah, blah, blah. We're all it vaccinated. Years, and, so literally. Yeah. No, I know. Um, but, uh, you know one of the things that I see people posting about um, uh, periodically, but, but still not as much as you'd think is sort of the accumulation of these sort of things where a, a, you know, people still argue about the percentage somewhere between 10 and 30% of people who get COVID still have some sort of lingering effects months later. And the accumulation of that, as it does spread over and over and over and quote unquote, everybody gets it. And we may have a, the endemic phase of this, maybe everybody gets this once a year for the, for the foreseeable future or whatever, you know, the, the accumulation of these kind of long-term effects uh, is going to be significant. I mean, there, there, there's some people who will be, you know, permanently disabled. There will be people who, whose productivity is less than it was before. There, there, you know, there are a number of studies that are showing that even, even without any of these persistent like symptoms, people who had COVID have a higher chance of death through other causes over the next couple of years, higher incidence of stroke, higher incidence of heart attack, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, th- there will be a, a, an accumulating cost over time. Uh, in, in, you know, as this kind of stuff builds up. Wow. So, yay. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, 
it is i mean at this point it is what it is i mean we we eat i mean well i mean just just looking and and moving on from me a little bit on this to just more general policies type stuff uh given you know current trends uh of you know the ba5 variant and all that and blah 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 it would have been prudent to lock a whole bunch of shit down again if, like last month or the month before uh to prevent f- further spread but you know, there's no will for that anywhere, not in any subpopulation. The only, the only subpopulation who shows any interest in that whatsoever are the extremely vulnerable immunocompressed disability community. Compromised. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not compressed. I thought I said or suppressed. Not- anyway. You Whatever. said compressed. I mean, I don't know. You're this is, is this a long go with the, the, yeah. This the is probably too, yeah. You're, you're yeah, mashing yeah. up words. Well, you're, exactly. You're like, well, I, I've seen some people say that one of the effects is you lose a few IQ points. So there you go. Well, I, I, well, like, no. One one of the ongoing things is sort of cognitive stuff. Actually, uh, being serious, you've had thirty years of doing this. Now I don't think that this is no. I know, but but I'm I'm saying seriously that one of the effects that is well known is is cognitive. I I was talking to somebody about that. They were the the the, my my wife specifically said the brain fog that she she had difficulty. She's fine now, but how she had a lot of difficulty just concentrating on any task. Yeah. That was really impacting her. So yes, that is true. Uh, but 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 and but for no, some you, people, that lasts an extended length of time. But no, but but no, Mister Nuclear, you you have other problems. Uh, but uh, you know, look, I I think uh, this is a disease that basically to all of us um, has challenged us in a way that we haven't been challenged by a disease on such a on a global scale. Now, and I, it's I, made people made certain decisions in order to maintain because, like, like you said, we are right now in year two and a half of yeah. this at this point. And yes, there is medicines, treatments, vaccines. Well, I, I, and I will say that uh, I will say they're this not real totally quick, effective. I, so. I just want to say this real quick. Like some people I've heard say, well, now that it's endemic and everybody's getting it and everybody's going to get it anyway, it just shows that it was a waste to do all of those prevention things for the first year and a half. And no, absolutely fucking not. Delaying infection until the medicine was available, until right. the vaccines were available, right. uh, you know, saved, you know, I know people have done estimates, but saved huge numbers of lives. And I would much rather have gotten COVID in 2022 and ended up with a little it, it, tinnitus than got it in 2020 and ended it up made, in the hospital or dead. Right. Agreed. hundred you know? percent. Uh, now I still don't like it. I, and I actually like being of the more conservative in terms <laughs> of being willing to do these preventative things. Like, you know, I, 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 I would have been happy keeping things locked up longer, but I know most people weren't so whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's just my, uh, yeah. And the thing is now, now again, like even if it, even if it was completely prudent to put back mask mandates, once again, shut down restaurants, once again, shut down, like, you know, 
gatherings larger than a certain size, blah, blah, blah. Even if that was all smart to do, nobody's going to do it anymore. Yeah, It's just not going to happen unless the hospitals fill up and everybody's dying left and right again. I will say, though, that I have, like, um, you know, because of all these variants, I am using now almost exclusively KN95 masks. When I'm oh, old. yeah, me too. Like, I, I, I do not go in public indoors i i make an exception for yeah, outside outdoors but, yeah but indoors yeah but uh, indoors i am wearing kn95s or n95s every yeah. single time i go inside with anybody um i do not eat in indoor restaurants i've i allowed myself to do that maybe three times since the pandemic started um and I, yeah, frankly they were kind of flimsy excuses each time but each time i had a justification for why i would felt it was okay but like um uh but yeah I, i'm I, i'm still not eating in, in in indoor restaurants and i'm not planning on doing so anytime soon um and uh and until things you know are much more you know i know things are like much better than they were a year ago it's like 80 you know we're down like 80 percent from a year ago at this time uh which is a lot right so that it's much better than it was but it's still not great you know, and uh, so, and I don't mind these restrictions. I know a lot of people like when they, when they're like not going to the indoor restaurant, like drove them crazy, not going to concerts, drove them crazy, whatever. I couldn't give a fuck about any of that stuff. I'm happy staying home, you know, and I guess that does make a difference. Um, but most but yeah. people aren't you. Most people aren't me. That is true. Okay, enough of that. We'll, we will take a break and we'll start our serious topics. But one more important thing, Yvonne, one, that I need yeah. to mention. Uh, the $1.2 million Mega Millions thing was drawn right as we Billion. were starting to record the show. Billion. 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 Didn't I say, am I messing that up oh, too? Billion. Well, you're not the only guy. I heard somebody else today on the say, say $1.2 million. Right. Well, one and? of these days it's going to be trillion. But, um, and? And I just want to report, my wife just texted me with we the $20 win. worth of lottery tickets that we bought. We won $2. That's, that's <laughs> so you, you, you lost, you only lost 90% of your money. Congratulations. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> now did anybody win? I, I have not seen that update yet. Okay. So if nobody won, it's going to be like 1.5 or something, you know, next 1. week. 1.5 billion. So, so really that one will be, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatchamacallit. That one could be, if you ask for the cash, a, a true billion. It, maybe, maybe. Yep. I mean, you could be an instant billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We By won the way, two, I figured $2. out that. Uh, seven billion nine hundred sixty-four million zero zero four six twenty-three people. Well, now it's probably more. Are not you? That's the current world population. <laughs> I bet at least one or two of them are me, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I did. I, I subtracted you from. Right. Oh yeah. Well, I, I shouldn't say one or two of them. One or two of them besides me are probably actually me too. Right. Sure. We will be back right after this. 
AfricaFocus.org features high-quality analysis and progressive advocacy on African issues with a particular attention to priority issues affecting the entire continent. The heart of the website is the Africa Focus Bulletin. Other features include regularly updated Africa-related news feeds and a set of country pages with extensive background and links on each African country. If you follow African issues or are even curious, visit AfricaFocus.org today. Okay, we are back. So, our first topic is all of a sudden the Democrats seem to actually be getting shit done in Congress. And maybe, maybe, just maybe part of that was Manchin fooling the Republicans and everybody else. <laughs> maybe. Now, that's not a done deal yet. Cinema could still like sink the whole damn thing, but. Probably not. So, so what? So, just to just to be clear, what happened here was the Republicans at some point issued a threat that said that, that there was this chips bill to bring back like semiconductor manufacturing to the United States and some other stuff that was on the table, um, and the Republicans said, "If you do reconciliation, we will kill the chips bill." Okay. And even though it was something that you'd think that the Republicans would be okay with too, it's like, it's improving competition with China, a few other things, blah, blah, blah. These are the 2022 Republicans. Yes, yes. Does that even matter? But so soon after that threat was issued is when Manchin came out with that statement saying, I can't do any of this climate shit. Like. You know, I, I'm out. I cannot support this. Maybe we can make a deal on the other stuff, not including the climate. And Biden went out and was like, just make a fucking deal. I'll try to do something with executive orders on the climate. But, you know, make a deal on the rest of this stuff and just just get something done. And so apparently the the, the reconciliation bill was, if not dead completely at least what was left of it was tiny and did not include any of the climate change stuff that the republicans hated or the tax stuff that the republicans hated it had a few elements in it you know increasing taxes um in to certain high income situations um and well, then they, all the, and the, they, they were they were also including a minimum corporate tax this 50 yes, that, that that's was, right uh, that's right agreed globally uh the tax in order to for corporations to pay some kind of minimum. and and so it looked like all of that stuff was dead so the republicans go ahead and say okay let's get chips done and they passed chips it it passed the senate with uh uh you know over 60 votes uh, so it, it got past the filibuster, blah, blah, blah. And they tossed it over to the House. Uh, and then right after that happened, Manchin comes out and says, okay, Schumer and I made a deal. We're good. Right. <laughs> and then the Republicans like were like, what? What the apoplectic. fuck? <laughs> they went absolutely ap- apoplectic. Uh, they've killed a couple other things. They say like... Um, 
the the one they voted down was uh, this bill to help veterans who were exposed to noxious chemicals in burn pits in the Middle East yeah. and now have all sorts of cancers and all kinds of issues. There was this bill to provide all kinds of medical and financial support to those people. Um, and the Republicans, they had already voted for this a number right. of weeks back, yep. but then there there was a, a technical correction that had to be made in the House. Uh, and so the House passed a slightly different version of it, sent it back to the Senate. And the difference was like not one that was controversial in any way. No one gave a shit about the specific difference in the new House version. But all of a sudden, the Republicans voted on it. And suddenly, like 25 senators who'd voted for it before decided they couldn't support it anymore. And it died. Um, at least for now, they'll, they're going to vote a, on it again ne next week or something. But uh, so they killed this bill helping sick veterans. Um, and they've said, you know, we the, the gay marriage look and it looked like there might maybe be a chance that the 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 bill to codify the legality of gay marriage uh, might get the 10 Republicans it needs. And they're like, nah, no way we'll get 10 Republicans now. So they're killing those two things. Now, the, the, the gay marriage one wasn't a done deal. It wasn't clear they had 10 anyway. Right, it wasn't clear, right. But, the, but they thought that they were within shooting distance of that one. Right. Um, but they killed those two things and they're basically throwing a fit. And it looks like in the meantime, uh, reconciliation's actually happening. And, you know, it's not going to be like $6 trillion or whatever the hell it was originally when Sanders put out his plan. It's been whittled down and whittled down and whittled down. But still, even at the level that it is, it's going to be the biggest climate change bill uh, that's ever been passed by the right. U.S. Congress. Right. Um, and, uh, and also reduces the deficit. Also this, also it, it's well, got well, a bunch of stuff. Well, so, so let's, let's go back. Oh, to... and, and they, and they renamed it uh, so that the new title is the inflation reduction act. Act. Right. Which apparently makes a big difference to Manchin as well. Even if right. the actual stuff in it is exactly the same as the stuff he said no to earlier. Right. Okay, so so let's so let's talk about uh, Mr. Biden, who everybody had been like, you know, shitting on, and, and Democrats were not doing anything. So let's be clear about this: we we got we he got the first stimulus, we got the infrastructure bill, we got now we got the chips bill, we got mm -hmm. the climate bill, and we actually passed gun legislation. Is that is that am I missing something? Uh, those are the big ones. Yeah. And, and look, and, not, can I just say, which, you know, what last fucking president did that much shit in 18 months and dealing with a pandemic and yeah. a war? And, and, and of course, here's the thing. And this is all like related to the expectations game and everything, right? Like all of those things that you mentioned, like the gun thing is the most action on guns that has happened in 30 years. Yeah. However, because what everybody's saying they, well, everybody, what the Democrats say they want is so much more than that, then a lot of people still react with disappointment to it. Same thing with the climate stuff. They, they started out for a year talking about stuff that would be much more yes. ambitious. These are, these are the same people that I kept saying that, yeah, why don't we run one of these assholes and we'll make sure that we get absolutely nothing done. 
And we'll guarantee you, you, you want to guarantee that nothing happens and we slide backwards even more? Get them in. Because they won't compromise on shit. And if there's one thing that I've learned to getting to this fucking age and this long and, you know, basically managing businesses and a lot of shit, you know, to get shit done, is that those fucking people are the ones that never get shit done anywhere. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. I- All they are are sitting in a corner, bitching and moaning. Ah, you see, you didn't get anything done. You, you know, it's never any good. That's all they do. They sit in a corner, bitch and moan, and never do a fucking thing and, and in look, any any organization. And look, if you've got the numbers, you can do something much bigger and more ambitious. But if you don't have the numbers, then you have to figure out what you can do. Right. And do it. Right. Because at least it's movement in the right direction. And it's better to move a little bit than to not move at all. Or to go backwards. Or to go backwards. Absolutely. And and so I, I think, you know, people have been saying, where's this like magical Biden who could get things done, blah, blah, blah. And it took a while, but we're actually starting to, we're seeing it. Like yeah. you can line this up. Now, having said that, there was a long gap last year where it just, was looking really bad. Um, and then, and now even if you list out like all the successes you just listed, the, the Democrats have the problem that nobody knows about them. Nobody knows about the successes. No one wants to, you know, in, well, nobody knows anything about anything. There, yeah, there, I know. you know, I mean, let's forget about that. I mean, there were polling people yesterday, you know, well, not yesterday specifically, but recently, uh, they kept thinking that the, the U S economy had been losing jobs all year. Right. I mean, shit like this. Yeah. People have no idea. No. Well, and, and the, you know, there, there, there are a number of parts of that. One is people not paying attention. Two is people not knowing which sources to trust and people intentionally throwing FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt into the air. Uh, another is just like the default, like media position in general is, and, and I don't blame them. This, they are businesses, but is, is that people failing? And doing things wrong is a lot more interesting news than oh yeah they 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 accomplished something it, it's done like you and and you wouldn't like you know you wouldn't expect a newscast to spend all kinds of time on yeah they passed that law nine months ago and now it's starting to have good effects on everybody and everyone's happy about it news doesn't talk about things everybody is happy about. <laughs> It just, no, you know, it, it, excuse me. Uh, the, the things that get attention and news are the things that are the things that are going wrong, the things that are blowing up, the things that aren't, that are failing. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, occasionally, you know, that you see like people trying to do the happy story of the day and stuff, but you know, for the most part, the things that get attention are the things that people are complaining about. That's just how it works. I, I just really think that right now we're we are in a far more in an era of just people. Uh, there, there's there is look Steve Bannon accomplished accomplished his mission. 
just 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 causing so much shit you know fl- you know flooding everything with so much shit out there that it's just on you know people are and and people are unfortunately susceptible to it mm-hmm. and they just they, they just listen to the nonsense on a regular basis i, I still remember a few years ago you want to you want to talk stupid this is somebody that was educated at least i thought you know, college educated, uh, having this discuss, we were having this discussion. They were talking about, well, how, how under the Democrats, under Obama, like the American military had been decimated and now it shrank and how we need to rebuild it. And I said, do you understand that the U S at this point still spends more in the military than the next 10 nations combined? He's like, that's impossible. I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay, here you go. Here's the list. He's like, oh, Wow. Is that real? This is a, this guy is was forty plus years old. He, this person, who's supposedly a professional, college educated person, didn't understand that we so overwhelmingly outspent everybody on the military at this point. Than when Republicans keep talking about the decimated military, that they that they're basically talking out of their ass. Because we can literally obliterate just about anybody on this fucking planet if we wish to do so. And, and by the way, we had a, a few cycles in a row where Congress actually gave the military more than they wanted. The military Correct. was like, no, yes. we, we, we don't we need don't this extra stuff. Yes. We, 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 don't, we don't need it. And, and no, you still wanted to, you know, of course, Congress wanted to send stuff to certain parts of the country and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. So they ended up giving them more than they wanted. And they're like, but we don't need this. Right. And, and yeah, and, I'm not but, saying that was every time, but that, that's happened. But it's times. happened. But but my whole point is that look at the low level of information that we're talking about here. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So. I mean, and, and, and you quiz people regularly and most people just give you these answers on shit that you're, you just roll your eyes and you're like, fuck. I mean, none of you just know anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, 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 it's very common and, and you got to wonder, you know, are there ways to solve this? I, I don't know. I, 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 it, it, it is certainly a hard problem. You know, to if if people are not in a position, I'm not even going to say willing to, because like lots of people, they just don't have time to be paying attention constantly to this stuff and to be seeking out multiple sources and checking things and making sure that they know, oh, okay, this one's reputable, this one's not, blah, blah, blah. Most people just don't have time, don't have the interest anyway. It's it's just like wonkish people like us who do that. And, And so how do you construct things so that people are more likely to get an accurate picture without doing all kinds of crazy shit that like tramples all over the first amendment. Right. Which you don't want to do for other reasons. Um, you know, cause one of the things that Banyan and stuff have, have learned is just how easy it is to get your stuff out there. Yes. And regardless of whether it's true or not, if you want to start creating a certain narrative, there are ways to spin that up. And some of yep. that is social media. Some of that is the, the, the 
traditional ecosystem of like Fox News and those kinds of things. Some are, you know, other kinds of internet publications. Um, there are all kinds of mechanisms uh, that have been enabled. Um, but anyway, we're, we're way off tangent, we're off tangent. We're on a tangent again, as we usually are. The, the interesting part here, though, is it seems like just in the last week or two, the Democrats have had a series of successes um, and a few things that look like they might become successes in the next few weeks, but still are kind of, you know, you, you don't don't count your chickens till they hatch. Um, and uh, good timing, at least, I guess, like we're we're. I believe this weekend we're going to hit a hundred days away from the midterm elections. So if you're going to have some successes, good to have them closer to the election, I guess. If if yeah. you can if you can get the word out about it, and again, that's what we're going to have to see is like, you know, can the Democrats succeed at all at capitalizing on the things they've done uh, to excite people, get them out to vote, convince some people that maybe the Democrats aren't that bad after all, et cetera, et cetera. Um, or, or like everything else, does it end up washing out after a few weeks? It, well, well, it, I, I think that the one thing is that can sustain some of those. And I, I think we'll talk a little bit about this. It's just, if, situation for example with gas prices and some of this other stuff mm-hmm. uh stable it starts continuing in the current trend so i, I think that's all that's one yeah well I, I mean that's the thing we can keep coming back to right like one of the things is that, like the generic congressional ballot uh poll which is just people asking do you want republicans or democrats in congress without talking about specific individuals um has now dropped from about 2.3 percent before the dobbs opinion to, it was 0.2% uh, yesterday. I think it b- bounced back up to 03 But in, in any case, it, it's dropped like 2%, uh, which is, you know, it doesn't sound like much, <laughs> but it, it it actually is a decent amount. Now, it's, it's not enough to uh, put the Democrats like being favored to keep the House or anything like that. We're a long way from that. But you start looking at it like what could have made that change? Like the, the change really, I I mentioned Dobbs, but like things were flat until around July 11th. So like about two weeks ago, things finally started to move in the Democrats Mm -hmm. direction. Um, And so you can think of a few things like off the top when you're trying to explain it, like could it be a delayed effect on Dobbs when people start seeing all the news stories about people getting screwed by the new abortion rules in various States? Uh, Could it be, um, you know, all the news coming out of the, uh, the January 6th committee Um, or is it just that gas prices are down or all of the above or all all of the above? Yeah. I think you've got Uh, a good constellation I think it's a good word for this of things all happening at the same time that favor the Democrats in some way, at least a a help. Okay. With the falling gas prices, with the continuous drip of January 6th, with, you know, the, I mean, in terms of positive, in terms of changing opinions, what happens with the Dobbs decision as well, which I think a lot of people are 
you know, they're making them. They, they they are thinking twice about this, right? Um, and 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 pushing that. So there's just there's just a lot of things and factors at the same time that are I think helping. Um, that I think will help the polls if they stay in this direction at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Um, it's still you know a hundred days is not it is getting short, but it's still a long time, you know. Um, and so a lot can happen in a hundred days. We'll see. Um, and, and again, for, for Democrats to actually keep the house, um, they need to be leading these like generic polls by like three or 4%, not like a tie or behind like the, this, you know, because of just the way house seats are distributed. But just to return back to the beginning real quick, before we take a break, I just want to say like on, on this whole, did Manchin and Schumer intentionally plan this out? Like, I don't know that they did, but it sort of seems to like fit. And if they did it, it's actually really impressive because listen, they completely suckered the Republicans. If this hey, was listen, an intentional plan all along, but oh, by the way, the fucking Republicans have fucked us over with this kind of shit over and over for decades. It's about once that we got one over them. It's like, finally, can, can, can we be aggressive? Like the Republicans were like, this is declaring legislative war on us. And I'm fuck like, all well, of you, Jesus Christ, you guys already did that. Like what? Over a decade ago, get well, the fuck out of my face. Well, I'm like about fucking time. It's time to stop being polite and like use all the tricks in the book to do whatever the fuck you can, you know? And, and if the Republicans were like, yeah, we're not going to do this if you do that, blah, 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 then okay, we'll, we'll take it off the table, do the thing we want, and then we'll put it back on the table. Right. And it's fine with me. Fuckers. Fuckers. <laughs> you know, because. I'm so sick of them. So I mean, I'm so sick of them. And, and they're mining. And I should mention, by the way, when we were talking about polls and stuff like that, like the reaction that says, Oh, okay. Democrats were mean to us. So we're going to go fuck veterans. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's your really? plan? You know, that's that that group has a bunch of Republicans in it who might not be <laughs> happy with this. No, and a lot of independents, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, the, the, the military has been, been becoming more democratic in recent uh, things. There were some polls along those lines, but there is still a big chunk of veterans who their default, their default position is going to be Republican. And if the Republicans come say, well, you know, fuck the veterans, fuck, fuck the veterans. They can be sick. They can die of cancer. We don't give a shit. Right. You know, that really, you know, one of one of the things that uh, and I, I I know we want to move on to the next topic. One of the things I had on my list as a generic political thing is Republicans shooting themselves in the foot, you know. And this is an example of it. Like the Republicans were so set up with everything running in their favor, and it still may work out in their favor in the end. But the last few weeks, it's like they're. It's like they're doing things that are almost specifically designed to lose support. They are step after step after step. They're doing things that are incredibly unpopular and they're, and they're resisting the things that are popular. 
And of course, the counter argument to that is they may be popular nationwide, but in the areas the Republicans care about, maybe less so. But nevertheless, they're they're doing all kinds of things that you know seem seem like they're custom designed to drive people away. And not only this kind of stuff, but also some of the candidates that are winning in primaries uh, for for both House and Senate. It's like, really? You nominated them? Right. Um, and we'll see how much of an effect it has in the end. I mean, uh, things are still overall in, you know, it's, it's the, in 2022, Congress is the Republicans to lose. Like yes. the default expectation is that the Republicans should win this year. Mm-hmm. So it's theirs to lose, but it certainly seems like they're trying to. Hey, let them try. I'm, I'm, all, <laughs> I'm all for it. I mean, you know, go right ahead. Keep, keep, you know, I don't know. I need to find some, some other, something else that they can like vote, vote against. That's like really bad. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure they can find something. Yeah. Um, okay. Shall we uh, take a break and come back with uh, whatever? What what was next? Oh, um, DOJ stuff. Shall we? Shall we? Sure. Okay. We will be back after this, which is a uh, a wiki Thanks. of the day thing. Enjoy. Do do do. Hello, this is Joanna Neural. I'm here to let you know about Sam the Curmudgeon's other podcasts, the Wiki of the Day podcasts. Wiki of the Day comes in three varieties, popular, random, and featured. Each highlights a new Wikipedia article each day. They just pick the articles differently. This week on popular Wiki of the Day, you would have heard this summary for Hunter Moore. Hunter Moore, born March 9, 1986, is a convicted criminal from Sacramento, California. Rolling Stone called him the most hated man on the internet. In 2010, he created the revenge porn website Is Anyone Up? which allowed users to post sexual and explicit photos of people online without their consent, often accompanied by personal information such as their names and addresses. He refused to take down pictures on request. Moore called himself a professional life ruiner and compared himself to Charles Manson. The website was up for 16 months, during which Moore stated several times he was protected by the same laws that protect Facebook. Moore also paid a hacker to break into email accounts of victims and steal private photos to post. The FBI started an investigation on Moore in 2012 after receiving evidence from the mother of one of the victims. The site was closed in April 2012 and sold to an anti-racist group. In February 2015, Moore pleaded guilty to felony charges for aggravated identity theft and aiding and abetting in the unauthorized access of a computer. In November 2015, Moore was sentenced to two years and six months in prison, a $2,000 fine, and $145.70 in restitution. He was released from prison in May 2017. That's all there is to it. See? Fun, entertaining, educational, and short. Okay, now look for and subscribe to the Wiki of the Day family of podcasts on your podcast playing software of choice, or just go to wikioftheday.com to check out our archives. Now back to Curmudgeon's Corner. Do do do. Well, that seemed like a wonderful guy. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Like, what know, an I, asshole. 
<laughs> I was all I, I I wasn't listening to the first part of it because I was sort of checking Twitter for new news and stuff. And then I'm like, start to listen, and I'm like, wait a second. This guy, what the hell? This guy is fucking Jesus Christ. Holy <laughs> shit. What a fucking good God almighty. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I, I when when I picked that one for today, because this is the most recent um popular wiki of the day i was kind of sad that we hadn't done this uh yesterday because the yesterday's one was uh bernard cribbins who's a british actor uh has been in all sorts of things mostly uh mostly within britain uh, uh you know not things that as americans are well known uh but he was he was in doctor who he died he's 90 he was 93 years old so he had a good long life but uh he played a bunch of bunch bunch of characters he was uh uh, and, uh, a nice lovable guy played nice characters, did kids shows, all this kind of stuff. And, and, you know, I was sad when I heard he died and he, and he was popular wiki of the day yesterday, much nicer guy than this, this asshole, <laughs> but well, oh well. he didn't go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. So at, at well. least you have that. Um, okay. Let so, me ask you a question. So after listening to this, how, how many people are subscribed to the Wiki of the Day podcast at this point? Well, I okay. I'll, I'll, let, let me. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll bring ah, you some ah, stats. Ah. I'll bring yeah. you some stats. Uh, I don't know how many are subscribed. Well, how many downloads are you getting? About two hundred a day. Do do do. This is Joanna Neural again. I just read you the Wiki of the Day spot. I'm here again to tell you that Sam screwed up. Wiki of the day is averaging 200 downloads per week. Not per day. Big difference. Tell all your friends to listen and subscribe, and maybe we can get to 200 per day. Please. Then maybe Sam will feed me and let me out of this cage. Thank you. Do-do-do. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's like almost 10 times more than this damn show gets. No, I know. That's, that's pretty good. Now it is a much <laughs> no, shorter like podcast. Five times, maybe. Five, five, you know, four to five times. Well, it is a much shorter podcast as it, well, but, you it know. It is. So, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, all right. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, but we're not, you know, so, so, so you haven't managed to turn this into, like, our, our white noise moment. Yeah, we're we're averaging over the last few months. Uh, Curmudgeon's Corner is around fifty downloads a week, uh, whereas this no, is no, a, no. A, well, what I, what I'm saying? Oh, well, I'm, fuck the Curmudgeon's Corner right now. Yeah. What I'm saying is that I'm like trying to figure out how to make you, money you know. off Wiki of the Day. <laughs> I uh, mean, you know, why can't we get? I mean, I think this is. You know, I got a. I love Wiki of the Day. It's great. <laughs> Well, I mean, you. why can't why can't we get like two million people downloading this? <laughs> I mean, if we could just be sitting on the back of my boat smoking cigars while we just listen to Wiki of the Day, like for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you I mean, won't smoke the cigar. I'll smoke the cigars. It's fine. You'll you will give you something. I'm not sure what, but yeah. Anyway, apparently a warm coke. Maybe Apparently the mark. I'll get you a case of warm Coke. How about warm that? Warm Coke. There you go. <laughs> yes. no, uh, no. Apparently the market for a computer reading you a summary of a Wikipedia page isn't actually that large. There's a big. I mean, there's a market for people listening to basically two hours of shh. <laughs> I mean, come on. Ah uh, yes. Okay. Anyway. 
Um, so I, I mentioned I was l- looking real quick at the news. Uh, so w- since we're talking about DOJ investigations and that relates to all the January 6th and everything else, I, I just wanted to, there was a Washington Post article that came out um, about an hour before we started recording, but I hadn't seen it yet, that there's additional news on the sort of Secret Service lost texts things, Yeah, which is that the head of DHS, um, no, oh, yeah. the, the, the watchdog, the DHS watchdog, the one that uh, the inspector general had a plan to recover the missing text messages and then abruptly abandoned it. Why? I, I don't know. And this, by the way, we mentioned last week that the head of the Secret Service was a Trump appointee. So is this inspector general. And we also found out the inspector general found out about the missing texts like December, something like that at this point. Um, and, and didn't tell Congress about it until a few weeks ago. So yeah, not, 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 it's, that doesn't, I mean, this, this is just an accident, obviously. I mean, we are very nefarious thinking people. So, so here, 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 here's, you know, we think that there must be something criminal. I mean, so here's the beginning of that article. Yeah. Uh, Department of Homeland Security's chief watchdog. Uh, this is Washington Post Homeland Security watchdog halted plan to recover Secret Service texts. Records show uh, published July 29th. The Department of Homeland Security's chief watchdog scrapped its investigative team's effort to collect agency phones to try to recover deleted Secret Service texts this year, according to four people with knowledge of the decision and internal records reviewed by the Washington Post. In early February, after learning that the Secret Service's text messages had been erased as part of a migration to new devices, staff the, the, at Inspector the, General Joseph... Your computer read better. Thank you. Staff at Inspector General Joseph Kufari's office planned to contact all DHS agencies, offering to have data specialists help retrieve messages from their phones, according to two government whistleblowers who provided reports to Congress. But later that month, Kufari's office decided it would not collect or review any agency phones, according to three people briefed. The latest revelation comes as blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So anyway. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sure this is all on the And end. And it turned out, since we talked last week as well, it wasn't just Secret Service agents whose texts were deleted. It was the leadership levels as well. Yeah, I saw that too today. Yeah. This is all on the up and up, right? Oh, of course. Of course. I, this is just, you know, standard, you know, purging procedure for only those days that just, you know, happened to happen. Right. Yeah. It's not like there are any laws. I know. I think you have to keep this stuff for anything. No, no. I know. I purged my text messages from January 6th. (laughs) Oh, and every time you upgrade your iPhone, you erase all Stuff oh, from before then, right? Correct. Yes. All it's all yeah. gone. There, all there's gone. no there's no mechanisms to keep that stuff when you change your phone. I, I've never heard of those things. I mean, it's just <laughs> you know when you get the new phone, basically that's the biggest problem. You have to type in all your contacts. I don't you know. start from scratch. You start from yeah. scratch. So what you do is uh, maybe you print a few of them, and then you just start typing them back into the phone. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Now, you know, you know, now thinking about this whole process, now it reminds me why the hell I never stored any contacts on any phones. 
Like, well, on first because back in the old days, you did have to do what you just described. Basically, yes. Actually, I, I do remember that the first time, the the first phone, I, it, it, sometime in the early aughts, okay, I, I believe that I found software for Motorola phones that allowed me to sync with Outlook, okay, and with a cable. And I, I started synchronizing my contacts and actually would synchronize my calendar when I plugged it in to the phone. And mm-hmm. so I would get my calendar reminders. So it was cool because I could set up an Outlook like my stuff and it would sync it up with my phone. And so I would get that stuff, not not text messages. But but I did see, I remember that sometime with the Blackberries, you could back everything up, including the text messages, because I did that. With a yeah, I mean, look, look, the point is... So but, so my point about it is that, yeah, this has been available for almost 20 years! <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know, there was another article earlier I made fun of that said, like, security effort, security experts baffled by how data Oh, was yeah, lost. baffled. Baffled. <laughs> baffled. Baffled. Well, and it's because, you know, really... At this point, to lose data when you, you have to try uh, really hard. Yes, yes. It, it's you don't just accidentally. Oops, oops. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so the big new news besides that, which the whole Secret Service thing continues to expand, apparently, um, is that for the first time this last week, we're getting leaks out of grand juries investigating Donald Trump uh, specifically. And the, the one thing that people had said before is like, look, the grand juries themselves don't leak. However, if somebody is called as a witness, they are perfectly free to talk to whoever they want. The The grand juries tell them that they probably shouldn't. It would be wise not to, but uh, they're, they're perfectly free to do so. And so we had some, Trump administration folks called to testify in front of a grand jury and they left the grand jury and they and their lawyers immediately started leaking to the press. And, uh, and so, uh, it seems like the, a corner has been turned, uh, where previously all of these grand juries investigating things related to January 6th, were, you know, they were talking to the proud boys. They were talking to the three percenters. They were talking to, you know, the QAnon shaman and all of these, you know, random participants in the mob. Uh, but they hadn't been talking to government folks uh, until this week, it seems like. Um, and we first heard about one and then another and then another. And there seems to be a parade of them now. Um, and so it looks like and from the reports that we hear, most of the questions asked have been centered around Donald Trump. Now, does that mean that they're getting ready to indict him? No, probably not. But it does indicate that they are actually starting to dig into what was his involvement to try to figure out if there's something to indict him over. I mean, I, I, I mean, if there is something to indict him on. I mean, he is indictable in so many fucking angles. 
any other <laughs> fucking person would already be indicted 1,000 different ways. Now, I understand the considerations why we're not indicting him. Uh, you know, I mean, I've, but it, it, this is it, it, this is getting to the point where the the mountain of fucking evidence against this prick it's so big that it's inevitable. You need to fucking invite indict this asshole. Yeah, and this is specifically on the January sixth stuff. By yes, the way, yes, like, just on the January sixth. Like period, because appa- apparently there was a decision made not to go after him for earlier stuff because the like the Mueller report laid out the case for obstruction right. of justice, for instance. Yeah. Uh, they allowed that statute of limitations to expire, you know? So at somebody at some point made a decision, we're not going to do that. Um, but, and one of the questions that's asked is like, you know, did DOJ change their approach based on what they were hearing in the January 6th hearings or were they, were they doing this all along? It's just, it took them a while to get here. Um, and part know. of the reporting on this has been that a lot of this was in motion before the January 6th hearings and is just reaching this point in the investigation. But I'm sure what they heard in the January 6th committees uh, at the very least pushed them a little bit, um, even if they were going to get here eventually. Because it, the, just the overwhelming like, how can you not do anything? <laughs> you know, started to get there. But as as um, uh, w- what's his name? The the uh, what's his head of the DOJ? Uh, Garland. 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 Um, as as he said in multiple interviews, it's just like, yeah, we we are doing everything we need to do, and nobody's immune. We're, you know, if, if the pre- if the evidence goes to the top, we'll go to the top, whatever. But we're not doing our investigation in public. And the thing is that apparently we got to the point where they're actually calling some of these people. And at that point it, it goes public because those people talk. Well, I mean, so that's what we're finding out, but we don't know exactly what they're investigating at this point. No, we, we don't know. We don't know if they're, if they're looking at the same things as a January 6th committee, something different, are there different angles they're looking at? We also know like all, all of these calculations have to be made in terms of, do you have enough to really be sure that you will win? And if you don't, do you do it anyway? Um, you know, cause you know, on our commissions corner slack, Bruce mentioned isn't the worst possible outcome here that you indict them and then they get acquitted? Um, I, 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 I think that it's a horrible outcome, but at the same time, I, I, well, I think that what you have to do, which is kind of like what the January 6th committee is doing is basically you have to go in with a fucking ironclad case. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're just, you've got to have them dead to rights. And when you go to jury selection, you've got to make sure that you get fucking people that aren't going to subvert the law. Well, and th- the thing is too, I-, I think the chances of an acquittal would actually be really small. Cause that has to be unanimous too. the chances of a hung jury. On the other hand, I think are pretty high 
if you do something I don't know like about this, I, I don't know because all you need that. is all you need is one person to slip in and be the one who refuses to do guilty and that's enough to hunt that know, that but, would be but I will say that usually the you know there's a reason why you have a jury selection process yes, there is. Yes, and, there and, is. and 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 there is and there is a reason why you know I've been at these the questions that they do are pretty good in trying to ferret out people who are just going to be uh, it, it, you know just ignore the law right um and so there is a reason for that um but yeah yeah but just to go back to yes they have to make sure it is ironclad they yep. it is overwhelming and this is one reason to go slow and be careful yeah. and know you have what you have. And also it may influence their choice of what to indict on if they indict. Right. Like, like apparently this seditious conspiracy charge is actually pretty complicated. It's got a bunch of different elements that you have to show all of them. You know, intent is involved. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, whereas on the other hand, something like, um, obstruction of a of congressional proceedings or something which is still a significant felony is a lot easier yeah. to prove yeah um and so uh, what i will say i will say though that man nothing would make me happier right now i think very few things well there may be a couple of things but it, it, it's got to be at the top you know what are the top things is if I see this motherfucker cuffed and put in a fucking <laughs> orange jumpsuit, I mean, fuck a day. That will be a day to be reveled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what, what, yeah. I it's, mean, it goes, the orange jumpsuit goes well with his color anyway. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I still see this taking a while. I still see like it, if they, if they indict Trump, I think it's next year, is the and even his inner circle, but maybe things are speeding up. I don't know. Like maybe you could get like like one of the things people are talking about is like, do they indict Meadows to try to get him to flip to go after Trump? You know. I don't yeah. know. Um well Banyan's going to jail. Well, Banyan's isn't getting sentenced. Well, he's going to jail, right? You're sending Banyan to jail. Uh, it, it certainly seems like that. Uh, there's a question of how long it'll be for, blah, blah, blah. Sentencing's not till September or something. And in the meantime, he's appealing. But it seems like the, his chances of winning on appeal are pretty low. But, you know, he may try to stretch that. I mean, he will try to stretch that out in court as long as he possibly can, doing however many of uh, levels of appeals he can get away with asking for each step to take longer, you know, Oh, sorry, we need a little bit more time to prepare our case, blah, blah, blah. He's going to try every single thing he can to stretch that out. Um, but it seems like in the end, yeah, he's probably going to spend a little bit of jail time, but it, it, it might be as short as 30 days, you know, but still, I don't care if it's only 30 days. You know, he doesn't seem to be like the man that's going to handle jail well. Did he? He was pardoned before he went to jail last time, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, DOJ's doing their thing and 
things seem to be accelerating and uh, it feels like there's going to be a lot to watch from now till the end of the year. Like, I, I don't know that we're going to get to major high level indictments this year. Maybe it would be cool. Uh, but there's still going to be, you know, if we're at the phase where they're bringing in high level people into the grand jury, we're going to be hearing about things all, all the time. And we'll see. Also, meanwhile, by the way, uh, the January 6th committee is continuing to do stuff. They've they've said they're going to reconvene public hearings again in September. Uh, the latest I heard is they're interviewing cabinet members now. Like apparently Pompeo was in there. Uh, and I guess they were doing some cabinet members before. But they're doing more. Uh, and specifically now, they're apparently asking some of these people about the efforts to invoke the 25th on Donald Trump between the 6th and the 20th. Because apparently it was real. Like, uh, from what I've heard, Pence is the one who put the kibosh on it and said, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing that. But uh, there was a real effort with uh, at least a few cabinet members talking about it, at least. Um, so we'll see. Uh, a lot more interesting stuff. Well, Ah, it's been, I'll tell you, that the revelations have really been, uh, you know, we thought we knew, and we actually knew a lot of the stuff, but but the a lot of the interesting things have been the details right. in this stuff. Because when you talk about, for example, we've been talking about now about, uh, you know, this whole thing about the what the Secret Service did. And yeah. all these other, all these little other things, right? I mean, man, the devil is really in the details in this whole damn thing, isn't it? It really, truly is. Yeah. And it's showing how deep, how concerted, how, how scared they were. Nobody that was like thinking everything's fine goes and deletes all those messages or burns papers. As uh, apparently I was reading that uh, Meadows was doing. After yeah. January 6th. You know, only people are scared shitless that they're going to jail. So, eh. anyway. Okay. Uh, I guess that's that for that. That bit, 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 bit. Yeah, bit, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so why don't we uh, take another break and we will come back and talk economy for the rest. Uh, you know, we, we, got, uh, we got two quarters of negative growth, Yvonne. Yeah. Shall we be excited? Uh, I, If you want to be. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it more after <laughs> this break. You're supposed to say do, do, do. Do, do, do. Alex Amzala. Alex Amzala is awesome. Its videos are fun. And today, once again, we have... One of our most loyal subscribers here to tell you how awesome Alex Emsula is. I'd say on a rate from 1 to 10, Alex Emsula is awesome at, I don't know, 37, 82. He's pretty radical. His videos are phenomenal. They're full of creativity. And they're, and they're so funny and exciting to watch. Wow, what happened to your voice then, Amy? Was that Dad pretending to be you? 
because the audio was distorted when it really wasn't because I told him to? Yes! Good job on remembering, Dad. Do, do, do! Okay, we are back. And so I mentioned the two quarters of negative growth because that's your, that is the traditional definition of a recession. Uh, but Yvonne, like all kinds of people have been talking since the numbers came out, says, yeah, but really a, a recession is defined by this group. And there's so many other positive indicators that we're not going to call it a recession, even though we've had two quarters of negative growth. Is, is this bullshit or is this like real? Like we... You know, I, I will say that in this case, it's not bullshit. The, the, the reason are it's because our economic statistics over the last uh, 24, 36 months have been distorted so much by what's happened around the pandemic uh, in terms of like swings one way or another. Uh, it, you know, there's been all of these spurts and declines. And one of the things that I, if I remember correctly this morning when I was hearing about the numbers, is that a big problem, and I mentioned this earlier in one of our podcasts, is this this problem with inventories in certain places. And a lot of the a lot of the reasons why they were calling it a recession was because of a, a decline in inventories. Because because you know, I mentioned this bullwhip effect with, with with people ordering a lot and then a lot of merchandise coming in and then all of a sudden uh, demand slowing down and then prices being pressured. And Walmart and Target both announced that their sales were down. And I, I think that and a lot, I think, had to do with some of this. Um, well, not think had to do. It had to do with, with, with some of this. And so I, I think that Right now, in terms of seeing where we are economically, because our economic statistics have been distorted the last 24, 36 months because of all these shocks in both directions, that you see certain numbers that show sky high growth, sky, you know, declines, growth. It's just they're so all over the place that I don't think it's it's easy to say that uh, out of the data that there is a recession. Well, let, let, let me add, uh, let, let, let me push back slightly and talk. But, you know, the two negative quarters in a row thing is a nice, simple definition everyone understands. Mm -hmm. If, on the other hand, and, and people have talked about it that way for a long time. So immediately when you start saying, well, yeah, we had two negative quarters in a row, but it immediately sounds like you, now you're just fudging things around. Now, now are you really talking, does it feel like a recession, you know, or something like that? And, and, you know, wouldn't it be better to just say, yes, it's a recession, but it looks like because a recession is defined this way, boom, end of story. But well, I guess it doesn't look like it's going to be bad. And you've got all these other factors. So you're not going to feel it like you feel a regular recession, but yeah, yeah. it's still a recession. The, the economy has been contracting for, for six months. It, it, it's just, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, okay. You could, I, I guess you could call it that we're in a technical recession. Okay. Perhaps. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> there are, um, you know, there, <laughs> 
yes, you could call it that 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 it you, you could define it as a technical recession based on that definition. But one mm-hmm. of the things about recessions that usually you 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 look at the the at the data is that usually they look like somebody mentioned that when they call a recession, they look back at the data over a period of time. And yes, that usually the start of it is a definition is the two negative quarters of growth. Uh, but I, I just you know, um, I mean, there, now is there, is there a also a possibility recession. like they always end up revising these numbers. Is there a possibility that, that, that yes. when they revise it, it won't be negative anymore? Yes. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, it's tough to call a recession like at that moment. Now, look, has there been a slowdown in economic activity in certain areas? There, there has been, there has been some reduction in terms of hirings, but at the same time, uh, employment numbers were strong for the quarter profit numbers for a lot of companies were still, were still good. Um, you know, in in general for, uh, for large companies. Uh, so it's, I, I mean, we could technically be in a recession, but, um, but look, recessions, uh, I I was, I was just double checking about this. You know, it's not just to, you know, a, a, a two quarter contraction. I've never seen them call officially a recession, something that happened for just over two quarters. Um, you know, usually like I, the list of recessions in the United States, like over time, um, if you look at uh, the, the, the length of time uh, from the say from from the Great Depression onwards, um, you know, you had uh there was uh they 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 actually do officially call february through april officially a recession the covid recession um mm-hmm. now what they're saying that it was two months that, that we had negative you know and we had a negative gdp grade of 19.2 uh but i've never seen like an official recession you know uh Every other one that I've seen has been at least uh, uh, eight months, you know, something like that. And it, I, I'm looking. I'm looking at the same Wikipedia table you're probably looking at. I see a six months. The COVID yeah. one is two months. Right. You know, but it, but usually it's a you know it's several you know like right now. The the thing is that the data right now, uh, like you mentioned, usually we adjust GDP significantly afterwards the the actual number it is possible that we technically have been in that there there has been a recession but i i I just it's kind of hard you know we seem to be having and hawing a lot here yvonne like is this bad or not (laughs) no the thing is that when we're talking about something related to our balance sheet Okay, that is making numbers look different, but it doesn't really impact the daily economic activity. Okay, then it's it's one of these things where I I would tell you, Sam, well, your income hasn't changed, Sam, but your balance sheet dropped like uh, 20 percent. Did your spending really change? No, but your balance sheet may have because stocks went down, the value of your home went down and other other things went down. But in terms of your economic activity on a daily basis, you really weren't impacted in terms of like uh, your income and your expenses. 
Well, and I think, I, and and that's the thing that I'm that I'm talking about right now is that we are having an adjustment in terms of inventories being grown, drawn back down, people stopping purchases that is distorting what you see as your daily run rate of economic activity, which is, you know, how many people are, are working every day, getting a paycheck, producing something, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, and, and, and it's, and it's kind of like, you know, it's distorting that that's not changed as much. Well, so th- there are a couple things like in terms of what you're saying in terms of, well, how do you feel it as an individual, blah, blah, blah. Right. That depends on a few things. Like one, that's going to be very, very different for someone, you know, making just over minimum wage as it is for somebody in the top. Listen, inflation has been hitting those people hard. It's a reason why Walmart said that their sales have gotten impacted because, you know, the, the price for, it's not the same thing for people at honestly at our income level that the percentage of what it, uh, an increase in food and gas does to de- relative to their overall income to ours is not as much and so yeah they're they're getting hurt and you know when i was just in colombia i was talking to um a couple of people there and how inflation is hitting them and it's hitting them really hard Okay, because again, the inflation situation is worldwide. It's not just yes. This, it's a global inflation situation to and all the people of, who are like it's 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 Biden's fault. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's global, and I've talked to everybody like in any country, whether it's Brazil, Argentina, in Europe, in Asia, everybody. Where they're all talking about Europe, it, they're all talking about inflation right now. And you know, the one thing that she was mentioning to me was two things. One is how much she saw her grocery bill just shoot through the roof. Okay. In, in Colombia and and a lot more than here. And the one thing that she observed that she told me anecdotally was, you know, she said, look, I've never seen this before, but people are so short in terms of what they can buy that I saw more people that I ever saw in my life, not taking a cart and just buying Mm. what they could hold in their hands. Right. And that she was shocked by that. Okay. Um, so it, it, it's one of those things that um, those people at, those, at, the, at that lower level of income are getting hammered. Um, and so uh, now in the U.S., there has been at those levels, and, and I've seen them a lot of, of salary increases, but inflation right now has, has hit them hard. Now, the one thing that's happening right now, again, that, that's helpful, um, is that energy prices are starting to come back down. And so um, if that really comes back down, I think that that will also pull back uh, the the other item that really gets impacted by that pretty quickly, which is food, which is also impacted by the fucking war. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we do have a deal right now to move some grain and other foodstuffs out of Ukraine right now, which the Russians seems to do uh, the first, you know, chance that they got tried to blew it up literally mm-hmm. but if there is some help with that then that can bring those pressures ease those pressures on 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 those folks um who are the ones that are getting hit the, the worst so i i i really think that i i just there we may technically be in a recession we have had times before where we have had short recessions, you know, 
like about eight months of whatever. It's, you know, very short that that people didn't even realize it was a recession until we got out of it. OK, mm-hmm. uh, this has happened before. So um, it's possible, OK, that uh, it could be. But uh, technically, now the, uh, but, but let me ask. Not a, uh, it, I think that we're used to like, I mean, I think we all remember the Great Recession and how hard that was. And I definitely remember the recession that basically that lost H.W. Bush, his uh, 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 the presidency. Mm hmm. Uh, and those were a lot harder. Okay. I mean, hell, there was a movie freaking called, I, I still remember, you know, doing some mentions about that. It's so bad. I, I don't know if you remember this Michael Douglas movie called Falling Down, which is a movie about an angry, out of work aerospace worker when the, you know, when mm. the end of the Cold War, the one on a, the one on a rampage in the city, uh, uh, shooting people. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, but, but so I, I, let I, me ask another part yeah, of this. That's, I, I saw someone on Twitter bring this up and I forget who it was. Um, recessions aren't uniform either. Like if overall nationwide, it's just barely down. That means if you looked at it state by state, there'd be some states that are actually still up and some that are down. Do we know or have any idea how this is geographically distributed? Like, are there some... Is it the normal thing? Because like it, I say normal, but it's almost become a cliche that the red states aren't doing as well economically as the blue states. Is that repeated here? Like, are 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 the are the are the red states feeling everything a lot harder than those of us in the blue states, and therefore that'll impact, you know, how this gets reflected in politics? Well, the one thing that right now is going on is that we've had a shift uh, again from in our expenditures. We had a shift early in the pandemic from services expenditures towards goods, okay? And so the shift back to services tends to favor uh, bluer areas um, because where do people go on vacation? travel where do people go and spend money in restaurants and uh, uh airline airlines those kinds of services um that the the bulk of that money also is spent in blue states and so if you're moving away from uh, purchasing certain goods and i heard for example um uh, declines in like RV sales and other things like that, for example, which I don't know if they've if impacted still production, but you know, where does that manufacturing happen? It happens in red States, you know, for the most part. Uh, and so I do think that they're definitely because the bluer areas of the United States uh, and I'm talking also including cities like Dallas and, st- and stuff like this, right? Where it's a big services economy, technology, this kind of stuff uh, versus what would be impacted by a, you know, a slowdown in purchases of goods. Um, I-, I-, I think that you have that uh, impact that is 
obviously not going to be spread evenly across the nation. That's for sure. Um, and so, but, but I, but here's the thing right now, we don't have that much detail around what is really going on other than these macro numbers, which once again could be revised. Um, yeah, one of the things that you were, we were looking at in terms of we're talking about inflation in the last couple of months, and people are looking at the headline number again, which is at 9%, but 70% of that was made up by energy, okay? And so, you know, it's one of these things that it's like, what the hell happens over the next couple of months as that goes in the opposite direction? So, it, it you know, this is a very challenging time. For everybody analyzing the economy and markets, I'm listening to them every morning, and they're all just don't know what the hell to think at this moment right now. Um, They don't. They're not sure what the impact of how high interest rates are going to go up. They're not sure if Powell is going to pull back the the throttle on, on interest rates because of a recession. Uh, they're, they're, you know, you ask anybody on their outlook on inflation right now, and they all like shake their head. They're like, we don't know. Um, I have said repeatedly that I, that I believe that inflation will, you know, will fall significantly towards the end of the year in large part, because I think demand for certain items that are in short supply is going to drop because, you know, because an interest rates is going to make that happen. So that will, so well, that and will, as you said, first. you know, energy prices have already started to fall. Uh, you know, are we, you know, when we get the July numbers, is that going to be enough to like flatten things out already? Or are we still waiting a while for that? I, I, I'm not sure. Um, but, but the thing is, it's like everything, there's delayed effects on all of this. So therefore uh, effects of the prices of, of food and other items. Okay whatever a drop in energy that happens in 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 this month it, it it will take a while for that to trickle down through all the supply chain yep. to all those things so you no know, it, it, it i mean it's not going to be immediate that's for sure it, it's just it, it 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 is a it's a very difficult environment to read and uh every morning all i hear are people that basically are just stating how how difficult it is to read. But there are a couple of things that we know, okay? The one thing that we know is that you look at the unemployment rate, you look at you look at jobs, you look at layoffs. You know, there might have been some punctual in different places, but we're not having, you know, uh, all of a sudden a surge in, in, in people losing their jobs, okay? That we know. We know that we're having uh, that that energy prices are heading back down. We know that. We know that certain supply chain issues are easing. So we know that as well. Uh, so all of those would point to conditions of all of these things that have been impacting to improve somewhat. Now, add another factor. Okay, look, one of the things that in China the last quarter had happened because of their tight COVID restrictions, is that they are forcing manufacturers over there, like Apple and other companies, to go into this thing, a so-called closed-loop system, okay? 
for their okay. factories. This closed loop system basically is all it, it, it basically is saying that the people that are working at the factory they cannot be interacting with ba- basically anybody else. They're they're basically just have to live at the factory at this point in order to to limit the the spread of covid at this moment. Um and they were enforcing that on Foxconn and a lot of the other big manufacturers. Now, how long could we sustain production levels of a lot of gear that is used worldwide when that shit is going on and we know that the people over there are not too happy about this shit at this moment. Are they, are they going to respond? Mm-hmm. Are, are they going to have to shut down, you know, production in large scale? I mean, we had a shutdown that we, we forget at the beginning of the pandemic. Factories shut down in China uh, extensively for a, a significant period of time. We had closure at our plant for about 30, 45 days. And we were concerned about whether we'd be able to restart and ship. We were able to. But you want to add another chaos factor to this? It's that China factor right now. And I know that Biden spent two plus hours talking to Xi. They haven't released what the hell they they discussed and agreed to. But oh, it, it, it's, it's a big concern. We're kind of fucked. And we don't know. That, that, that's nice. That's nice. Beautiful. I don't know, fuck, but we're definitely in an uncertain, we're on we're uncertain territory. We've got more factors of impacting us in terms of food supply, manufacturing supply, energy supply. I mean, everything all going on at once. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and we, for all we know, a new COVID variant will come out tomorrow right. that bypasses the vaccine and ravages through everything just like it was. And we, and you know, we're you know, back to square one. Yeah. Right. I say 2020 again, but actually the highest level deaths was the later Omicron wave. But yeah, anyway, um, or not Omicron, but one of the later waves. 2021 was worse than 2020, is what I'm trying to say. Um, Delta. But, but, uh, okay. So bottom line, everything's uncertain. Nobody knows anything. So just, you know, hold on to your hat. Yep. Okay. Uh, with that, uh, we can probably wrap this sucker up, Yvonne. What do you think? Okay. You have not fallen asleep yet. I have not. And like I said to Sam that, you know, it's been definitely helpful to me and not falling asleep according to podcasts. At not being, across, you know, basically dashing across every time zone on the planet. Well, actually, what I was going to suggest, Yvonne, is we could pull out a few more topics and go a couple more hours and just wait for you to fall asleep. That would be interesting, but no, no, thank you. No, no. Okay, uh, let's wrap this sucker up then. Uh, as usual, if you want to find out who we are, contact us, look at our archive donate to our Patreon, all of that stuff. You can find it on curmudgeons-corner.com. Please go there. Please do all those things. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting. We would love to hear from you. We haven't heard from anybody in a little while. We would love to hear from you. Give us, give us, uh, give us, drop us a note. Ask for some topics. Do one thing, do another, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, if you really like us, like I said, there's a link to our Patreon too. You can, uh, fax us a letter. Fax us a letter. Fax us a letter. Yes, I have. I still have a fax number. I believe it still works. 
it, it's uh it, it, if you want to get access, your fax? yes okay 206 area code 206 203 2324 so if you want to send us a fax you can fax us there okay give that number one more time 206 203 2324 so if you wish to fax us feedback yes and that would we would love to get a fax we would love to get a fax yeah that that fax number is not on the website by the way you'll you'll get our email our facebook our twitter but not we'll accept the fact but we'll accept the fax uh yeah so anybody out there fax on. Fax us. We will. Yes. Yeah, we will read it on the air. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and if you draw something, we will describe the drawing. Uh, yes, that that's true. I'll try to do. I'll do. Uh, well, I'll send a copy to Sam, and uh, I'll try to do my best. I have this <laughs> service called Fax Away. Okay. Okay. Which basically, um, uh, it, uh, it it's it, it's. Uh, oh God, for real? It says here that your Fax Away account requires an update to one of our new products and services <laughs> by <laughs> September 1st, 2022. Click to update your account now. Oh Jesus. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, um, well, I, I had this, uh, and yes, my, my, my number is still active. Okay. Um, uh, because every once in a while I would, I would need to receive or send a fax, believe it or not. Yes. And uh, this thing allows you to buy, uh, I think I get charged an account maintenance fee of like a dollar a month or something to right. have this fax number. And I've had it for like 20 years. It's virtual. I mean, it's not a real fax machine. It just oh, comes I, I was email. I was thinking you had like a little fax machine on your desk that no, would start whirring no. and it would I spit mean, something out. I, and... Yes, I, I, yes, that would be great if all of a sudden you just heard a beep. The, you know, noise, but no, it, it, it's, it's a fax server somewhere and it just pops into my email. And at the same time, um, it, I can email out. Okay. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I, I can take a, a scan document and just send it to uh, this mm-hmm. email address. This is much less faxed. impressive, Yvonne. I, I was hoping for I'm the sorry. physical fax machine sitting okay. on your desk. I, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 it, you it, have it, disappointed me. Well, you know what? Look, I had a fax line for a long time. And uh, the analog fax line cost me like $40 a month. I, I know that I got this a long, long time ago because I just logged into it. And I had I had enabled to be able to send faxes from my HP.com email. So that means that when I got this, I worked at HP. So that mm-hmm. had to be at least at least over 13 years ago. Well, to, to simulate it, at least you, you should set up the thing where your printer has an email address and give that out on the, I, I could do, so I, that people can send things straight to your, you printer. know, there is that, okay. HP had that service set up that you could like, you know, do that, but, uh, gosh, no, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, if you. Uh, if you donate to our Patreon, you can get various like things like a mug, uh, a mess mentioning you on the show, a postcard, all that kind of stuff. But if you donate $2 a month or more to the Patreon, or if you contact us in any of those ways, including facts, we will invite you to our Commudgeons Corner Slack, where Yvonne and I and some listeners are sharing links and chatting throughout the week. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We would love to have more of you on there. 
Um, and so now, Yvonne, normally, no. okay, but I would let ask me, you, let me, yeah, okay, yeah. but let me give a further update. Okay. Oh, yes. Further update, further update. Because I just logged into my account and hadn't logged into in a while. This is very sad news. Oh, no. It says here, um, FaxAway has been provided faxing services for almost 30 years, believe it or not. Um, to focus on new our newer products, FaxAway services will be deactivated oh, on no. September 1st, 2022. So if you want to fax, you better hurry. Please fill out the form and choose one of our three options available to your account today. Um, wow. Um, and so I, um, I'm, I mean, they're, they're killing my, my fax line. Oh, so you better fax Yvonne quickly. It, it's like when that last telegram was sent a few years ago. Yeah. It's really sad. My facts. Anyway, I was going to say. It's not very popular. <laughs> no. I mean, look, I, 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 I had, the last time I had to send a fax was several years back. And before that was like a decade before that. And, you know, I've. And even when faxes were like at the height of their popularity, I honestly didn't send that many or receive that many. You know, uh, I, I, st- I, I will tell you that um, I, I still. Um, it has been obsolete technology for I had, a long time. I had a fax. I mean, I had a fax machine. I don't know if you recall. I mean, I had one when I was back. Uh, I had a fax modem when. Yeah, um, yeah, I did too. I, yeah, and, 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 I, and I had uh, the last fax that I sent was actually a year ago. Okay. Not even September 7th, 2021. There you go. Um, so you can see that, I mean, and that's why I kept it because it, there, it was some insurance shit, which, you know, who, who needs faxes, lawyers, insurance companies, uh, you know, doctors, those kinds of people. There was an IRS, a, a previous fax of February 11th, 2020, where it's related to the IRS. <laughs> God. So it's all oh, the kind oh, of. Crap. Oh, 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 you're right. Yeah. The last time I sent a fax was actually not that long ago. It was within the last year and it was to the IRS. You say? This is why I've kept I had, I had to number. go to like a, a copy shop kind of place to send the fax. Yeah, of course you did. Okay. So, okay, we're, we're almost done with the show. Can we move on? Can we move on from the faxes? I know you're so sad. Okay. Well, I will do this last thing then. I was going to, I was going to pick this anyway, because normally at this point I would ask Yvonne, (laughs) Yvonne's still crying. Okay. I've had this for so long. I'm sad for you, Yvonne. I mean, let me see. When when was the first one I sent to these? I've had this since 2006. Okay. Okay, Yvonne, are you done? Are you done? 
I'm, 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 I'm actually really not. You're feeling, feeling your sads. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm maybe I a little bit it, but no, I'm not. I'm not I would, that. I would be kind of exaggerating. I fully I'm very, admit. I'm, I'm very upset. This is the way I just found out about this. Mm. Uh, by the way, the option that they're offering me here costs fifteen fucking dollars a month. Which is mm. why I didn't wa- have this before. Right. That's why I have this. I fucking pay 15 fucking bucks a month. You you can go to the copy shop when you need to send a fax once a year. Fuck too. yeah. <laughs> that's why I had this thing. I barely, I mean, paid like maybe a dollar a month. And that's it. Fuckers. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. I was going to do the part where we normally ask Yvonne for one or two things from our Commudgeons Corner Slack that we have not talked about on the show, but I'm going to preempt it because I want to pick, because I think there's only one possible answer to the thing on the Commudgeons Corner Slack that we have not talked about on the show today. All right. What's that? That is that some scientist at, where was it? Um... The University of Texas, or no, no, sorry, Rice University in Texas. In Texas. Is doing something they call necrobiotics, necrobotics. And specifically what they have done. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Is that they have reanimated a spider corpse to use it as a claw to pick things up. This is so disgusting. I looked at this video and I was like, why did I look at this? The article, uh, there, there, this has been in a couple different places, but the one I'm looking at is in Gizmodo. Scientists are using dead spiders as horrifying claw grabbers uh, by Kevin Hurler, published this last Wednesday. And um, uh, you know, basically what they, they discovered that you could, by injecting air, into the spider in just the right spots, the dead spider, I mean, it might work on live spiders too. I don't know. But specifically on dead spiders, injecting air into the right place, you can make the legs move up and down and around. And so they basically, you know, attach the spider to, uh, you know, an air syringe on the end of a robotic arm and are able to use it to pick up things, small things. But yeah, I mean, can't we pick up stuff without using a spider? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's what I didn't understand. I'm like, why do we would need this? I mean, we can pick up stuff without. <sighs> but just think you could, you now have a use for all of the dead spiders. I mean, I didn't have a, I didn't ever wanted them when they were alive. I, I mean, just fucking, I mean. Here, here's a quote from the story. The <laughs> properties of the repurposed arachnid are incredibly promising. The team found that a spider gripper could last upward of a thousand open-closed cycles and could be used to lift 130% of its own body weight. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. Really great. Excellent. Exactly. <laughs> I I mean, these people, you know, I'm sorry, but these people need to find 
some real line of work. Well, you know, he saw a dead spider in the corner of his room with its legs curled up. Of course. And, you know, and realized that spiders extend their legs using hydraulic pressure, which comes from fluid pumped into their legs from a central cavity. I'm obviously reading for an article again, which means when they die, their legs permanently retract. But he wondered if he could hack that process by injecting air into the legs to force them open. And he found that they could. Isn't that what your first thought would be? Yes, that would be the first thought that I have is just to inject air into a dead spider and then start collecting things with it. Of course. Exactly. Maybe I can fax the spider somewhere. (laughs) Yes, fax the spider. It doesn't work like the transporter. I I don't think. No. Okay. Okay. Well, with that. Well, I'm going to fax you now $50 before. Hold hold on. Alex, what do you want? I'm assuming Amy doesn't listen to your podcast. Oh, yes. My my daughter is deathly afraid of spiders, so she should not listen to this episode. No, that's (laughs) not why. Yes. Why I want her to not be listening is because. The spider claws gave me an idea. Oh no. To prank Amy. Oh no. By putting a sensor in her door <laughs> and then putting a fake spider with legs that go bleh. Uh huh. This sounds like a good on diabolical a plan. On a string. And have it so when the sensor detects. Amy opens the door, the spider comes down from the ceiling, and a camera starts recording Amy's reaction. Oh, no. Yes. Okay. So we're going to do that later. Uh, Maybe for sounds home. like a uh, bad idea. I, I am not going to support this endeavor. Why? <laughs> <laughs> pranking people it, is always fun. No, pr- pranking people is not always fun. The people generally don't appreciate it. And then they laugh at it later. Uh-huh. Specifically two years later when the video of them getting pranked uh-huh. gets published. Uh-huh. I think or I'm going to go. Or I, they I have a heart attack and die. I think I'm going to go up there and um, do the penny, penny thing. The you, you remember the um, old penny trick on the doors? That's awesome. Wh- which penny trick on the door, Yvonne? The one where you jammed like pennies like all. Oh, and locked them in the room or whatever. Basically, yeah. Yeah. I think that's my plan for your... Okay, good plan. Okay, well, this is a show. Uh, We are done. I'll leave him a case of warm Coke. I I don't want... No warm Coke. (laughs) No no, no warm Coke? I'm not into the warm Coke. I know that's the point of why you're leaving me the warm Coke, but... (laughs) Anyway, we are done. We are... What? I want to say something else. Uh, real fast. <laughs> unrelated to the spiders. Uh, unrelated no, to the spiders. Related to the show. Yes. Have you talked to Yvonne yet about if you should make a TV show? Make a TV show. We'll get right, we'll get right on it. He says we'll get right on it. Okay, good. Okay. Wait, wait. I need you to read. The first few sentences. No, no, no. Of the pages document. Oh, uh, we we we'll, th- this is long enough. We no, no, it just isn't. just first few sentences. Yes, that's what he said. This is uh, it, this is a story that I wrote when he made me write a story. 
I think. And this is what <laughs> he wants to make an animated TV show out of this story. No, I want you to. I'm right. already making <laughs> with you. Okay. This is the idea person. We're okay. supposed to do all the work. I, I will read you moved, the, He's already moved into management at this point. I will read you the first paragraph and the first paragraph only. This is a, co- a couple pages long at this point. Uh, but the first paragraph of this story, the night was young, but Dorfus was not. He was old. He was tired. His left hump leaned further than was respectable for an upstanding mishpop like himself. But he had work to do. The crowd was expecting him to entertain them. He had signed up for this. One last tour. A few more gigs. He was almost done. Then he could relax. He could sink into his container of plexiglue back at his dome. But first, showtime. Okay, there, there's your teaser for the TV show he wants us to make. Also, Dad, do you know when Jet Ski got his nose impaled <laughs> more exactly? No, I don't. told me? No. Why? Okay. Now we are done. <laughs> we are yes. done for real. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for another Commudgeons Corner. Uh, have a great week. Stay safe. Watch the news or don't. And then come hear us talk about it next week. Uh, in any case, have fun. Have a good week. And we'll talk to you next time. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Yeah, alexemzela.com. There you go. Bye. A-L-E-X-M-X-E-L-A.com. Okay. And also, no, I, stay tuned for Word of the Dead. Uh, whatever. I will be making that soon. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll force him to. Okay. And Apple Arcade. Flappy Smeg. Okay, shush, shush, shush. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. For real.